0: Everybody, welcome back to a very special edition of uh, the Space Show Show. I'm your host, Lieutenant Commander Rebecca Frost, joined by Admiral kerry Jackson and Ensign Tony Eccles. Hi. We've got Hi, someone Tony. else on the bridge. Alert!
1: I had the day off, so I decided to put on my ensign uniform and
0: come, <laughs> to, come <laughs> hang out. Uh, happy Thanksgiving week, everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And and this week, in the spirit of preserving the longevity of extinct uh, star trek four oh, star okay. trek four <laughs> you'll get there you'll get there <laughs> Say, don't give up rebecca <laughs> 1986 star trek Four: the voyage home to save earth from an alien prom-, prom probe admiral james c kirk and his fugitive crew go back in time to san francisco in 1986 to retrieve the only beings who could communicate with it humpback whales now Naturally. For years and years and years and years um mm-hmm. that I have heard you guys talk about this movie and describe it as the whale movie, the one of the whales, yeah I was over here thinking space whales, uh so when that's, space that's whales a, that's a show up star in show. yeah, when they show up in Star Wars, I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. crazy, did they rip this off from Star Trek?
1: No, hang on a minute
0: <laughs> yeah um no, silly me, actual San Francisco humpback whales uh yeah a real a real passion project for leonard nimoy <laughs> yes. he
1: was, how many he was, movies had he directed up to this point this, this is his is... second one yes
0: okay um and he he did a, he did a pretty good job i i will say well that I mean... depends
1: on who you ask
2: well yeah uh the late great the late great jimmy martin would uh would be arguing with all of us right now uh, <laughs> well that's he, fine he, he hated, hated fun. this movie
0: Yes. Hated. He hated tense. fun. He yeah. hated, hated, he hated fun so much he up and left. Yeah. Uh I am allowed to make that joke. Um it's been a while. It's been long enough.
1: Caveat, we're allowed to make these jokes now. <laughs> <laughs> Expiration date has uh uh past hey him. look
2: i found him all right <laughs> i'm <laughs> allowed to make these jokes okay you know
1: just recently the uh, abraham lincoln assassination has become funny so only it, it recently takes,
2: so it takes a while but yeah. we you know i, I mean, remember I two, two years ago someone made a joke i said too soon so yeah. For,
0: about abraham lincoln
2: yeah about listen lincoln. Mm-hmm. i'm
0: over here making 9 11 jokes every day like no <gasps> dang I, dude. i'm allowed i'm a millennial who has suffered many earth-shattering events in my lifetime oh, and <laughs> i'm
1: a millennial and i don't think i agree with that
0: <laughs> mm. okay well star trek 4 <laughs> picks right up where star trek 3 left off um friendly reminder our ship was destroyed um and our friends are stranded on Vulcan and movie essentially opens with a court scene, not a very long one. Um, Mm -hmm. but they are like, we got to court martial these guys. Cause what the heck? And, uh, while, while all that is happening, a giant cylindrical probe is moving through space. Um, and just, messing up everything it passes uh it gets to earth it's disabled all of the global power grid it's causing storms uh sun blocked out the sun with cloud cover and making just this ear piercing wub wub sound
1: so Eww. this Eww. giant phallic object is just going through the universe mm-hmm. ruining things mm-hmm.
0: men Interesting. <laughs> Am I there right? Go. There you go.
2: <laughs> Sums it up right there, folks.
0: So back on the planet Vulcan, our friends are trying to figure out how to get back to Earth, and they have deemed the bird of prey, the Klingon bird of prey that they tr- have traveled in the HMS Bounty, which I first read as Jim's Bounty, and I was like, oh, that's very good," uh, but then I saw it's just her royal mat, her mm. Majesty's yes. ship Bounty, which it's is a mutiny less on fun. the Bounty
2: which is which is the reference, oh, is that, was that a reference because is because okay. they mutinied and and stole the enterprise in three and destroyed it and so now they're fugitives from the federation so
0: HM breaking bad. the law breaking the law dun 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 and uh so they are like okay i guess we're going we are going they they're re they're refitting the bird of prey to make it more functional to their needs they are all complaining about the smell and well uh, <laughs> And uh I don't know why the Vulcans don't just give them a ship, right? Well, we have this trees. One.
2: Yeah, yeah, you know, we have this one. And it could be that the Vulcans could not politically it's not politically expedient to give them a ship because they yeah. are you technically
0: know, fugitives. Fugitives
2: technically, so
0: interesting. Although
2: they are volunteering to head back to their court martial on their own.
0: That yeah, they're they're to face trial for their actions. Mm-hmm. Um we get one last good look at savik who is, is they don't say it pregnant with spock's baby so she she is left on vulcan to raise spock's baby a single mom who works two jobs who loves her kids and never stops you know is that,
1: is that christie alley
0: <laughs> no it's oh. not christie alley anymore okay no, she was in um,
2: two and then they recast her she wanted more money and they said no Oh, but it is the same character. Same character. Robin Curtis, is that the actress? Robin Curtis, yeah. Yeah. And so she stepped in for three and four.
0: And so she is left on Vulcan to be a single mother to to a weird Spock's baby. She gets a whole minute in this movie. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Always underappreciated mothers. He's a
0: single mom who works too hard, works two jobs, loves her kids and never stops. Uh, so they're heading back to Earth. Um, everything's going great. Um, but then as they approach Earth, um, they're getting just like a ton of distress signals. And there's a moment here also where McCoy tries to have a conversation with Spock. And McCoy, so jealous that Spock died, right? He he was trying to do Because <laughs> Tony, if there's one thing you need to know about Dr. McCoy is he is, always just waiting for the warm embrace of death. Like it's all he, it's all he wants. <laughs> it's always around the corner. Is it's it always today? around the corner and he is so is eager he, to greet it. As he opens his <laughs>
1: eyes in the morning, is today the
0: day? Is today the day I die? Nope, another day, great. Uh. <laughs> and he's trying to have this conversation with Spock about like, hey, like, wh- you have been where no man has gone before, like, what's that like? Mm-hmm. And Spock is like, literally, dude, I can't even begin to tell you. It's like when I'm watching an episode of Black Mirror and my husband walks in and asks me to explain it to him.
2: <laughs> well, he's, he's condescending as hell to McCoy because it doesn't mean to be, but it's, say, just like, it's just like... That's just how his, he is. Yeah. Well, he's like, you know, McCoy's like, you know, you and I kind of shared something. And he says, well, I, we didn't. We did, but we didn't. I mean, I can't no, talk to you about what it's like to die because you have no frame of reference because you haven't died. So I can't, mm. you know, you, it, 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 it'd be too hard to explain.
0: <laughs> Speaking of dying, I can't believe I definitely forgot to mention this. The movie opens with the dedication to the members of the Challenger explosion oh, because uh, yeah. this had happened before the movie came out. And I was like, wow, what a marker of time this movie is. A little time capsule there. And before we leave Vulcan. Uh, can we talk about
2: one of my favorite scenes in this movie,
0: um, with the machine asking him how he feels, and he's like, "I don't, I don't the, even know how to answer this." It's,
2: it's, it's, uh, it's sort of redone in JJ Star Trek, but uh, it's, it's the computer education program because you know Spock is relearning everything because you know because tony i don't
0: know if you know this but spock in the last movie went through a rapid growth spurt he's got nothing going on in the old noggin i remember
2: remember that yeah okay (laughs) so he's just barely remembering stuff but this this computer program is teaching him things uh in a rapid way you know so it's very fast and he's he's doing great and he's answering all of these questions you know uh, you know uh you know who what are the what are the events of 1985 that were significant and he types them in and, and he's speaking some of the, it you know the year i was born and, so. and, and it's all <laughs> of that. these really smart questions and then the le- the question comes up how do you feel is the question
0: <laughs> oh and he's
2: like and he just stands there and he turns around and he looks behind him and his mom is standing there.
0: Mama Spock.
2: And uh, he, says, uh, he says, well, you know, I put that in there because, you know, your, your father programmed all of this stuff. And I felt like maybe something I should put in there too. He says, I don't don't forget
0: you're part human. Yeah. Yeah, says, I don't understand the
2: question. He says, well, you're part human, Spock, you know, how do you feel? Uh, <laughs> and it's just well, a wonderful moment, you know, between him and his mother
1: allow me to wax philosophical a little bit Mm -hmm. is that even the same Spock at this point because if he comes back not knowing anything he's basically just a Husk that has well he doesn't he doesn't even have the same neural pathways because that's formed as you gain memories as you age so is he even the same person
0: but you mustn't forget. Before he died, he transferred his Katra to McCoy, and the whole oh, okay. purpose of number See, of Star Trek three okay. is getting that Katra at least back to Vulcan. And so they so, are able yeah. to merge. Okay. it's real ship of Theseus stuff, yeah, right? Like, yeah. is it the same Spock or is it? Because I trust me, I think about that all the time too. Yeah.
2: Um, and if it was, and if it was me, my question to everyone would have been, could you have gotten me off the Genesis planet a little sooner? I'm really old. <laughs>
0: Come great. on. Guys. <laughs> I like great. Been young I'm again. I am as old as I was. I mean, did you when see me? I left.
2: I was I was good
0: looking.
1: Did you I see was, me? I was fit. I was good looking. There weren't as many wrinkles. Nothing was
0: saggy. Couldn't Come get, on. Just, nothing hurt, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you wake up every
1: day and it's like uh, something new hurts. Is this going to go away or is this just life now? <laughs> So
0: right. they're heading back to Earth to to face to the consequences of their actions, um, but while they're on their way there, they are just like bombarded with like distress signals. Right. And Spock's daddy came up with a brilliant idea because he's on Earth uh, when all of this is happening mm-hmm. and he comes up with a brilliant idea to be like, hey, president of Earth, is it the president of Earth? it's yeah or starfleet the president
2: of starfleet and the president of earth yeah yeah It's they, ca- it, it's they call him it. mr yeah. well, president they're
0: two um, different
1: people aren't they starfleet is a separate you know, entity from the the government of earth
2: yeah i maybe that's the president i'm pretty
1: sure because that's how it was in well that was 900 years later in discovery it was two different organizations so
0: the politics of the ah, time yeah, yeah. um but Spock Spock Dad comes up with this great idea to be like, "Hey, you need to send out a signal that says, "Do not come here because your stuff's going to get all wrecked if you come to Earth, so mm-hmm. on their way there, they get that message from Earth that says, "Hey, ooh, don't do that.
2: I just looked it up, Federation President
0: okay, oh. okay, right. so not necessarily President of Earth, but uh, for all intents and
2: purposes, yeah.
0: And so they pick they pick up the the ear piercing wub wub sound that Eww. is being transmitted Eww. to earth and Spock through his grand intelligence deduces oh this is um if you play it through water this is what humpback whales sound like mm. and uh I was the thing about the villain, the antagonist of this movie is I would just love to know more about the why, because Spock theorizes that the probe was sent by some unknown intelligence that had once been in contact with the whales. And then when the whales went extinct, um, the probe came to Earth to yeah. see what what happened. We lost contact. Okay. Why did we lose contact with you? It took yeah. a long time to get there. Didn't they go extinct hundreds of years ago? Space is a big place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> just, I don't think this probe had warp drives, so maybe that was it. Oh. And it's very slow moving, just wub its way through Fair. the galaxy. All right. All right. Um so they come up with this grand scheme where in order to save earth and everybody, they're going to travel back in time, get some humpback whales and just bring them back to the future. Just like a real quick time travel, get some humpback whales, mm-hmm. easy, easy peasy lemon squeezy. Well, yeah. I, I loved McCoy's
2: question. He says, this is okay. So you're saying that we, we go back in time, get some humpback whales, bring them back with us, drop them in the water and hope they know what to say.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, and
0: Kirk says, "Yeah, that's the plan." <laughs> that's the plan. And and, and I have not I literally took a note that I was like, "McCoy only complaining about the plans and never coming up with better ones." <laughs> and and Kirk yeah. points it out. He says, "Well, that's a crazy plan." He says, "Well, if you've got one now's the time. Mm-hmm. Let's hear uh-huh. it." <laughs> and they, they Scotty has a, this great line too where he's like, "Oh my god, humpbacked people." <laughs> and Kirk looks at him like, "Oh my god, whales, Scotty." <laughs>
2: It's like we need to we need to build in this in in the in the bay in the bird of praise. We need to be able to a tank you know, for yeah. for some. We got to get some humpbacks. People, no, no, whales, Mr. Scott, whales.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> Tony, I secretly think um, Scotty's super duper racist and prejudiced, no, but it really, really <laughs> it really only comes out when he's drunk <laughs> or under the influence.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Um. <laughs> <laughs> but uh they send a message to Earth saying, "Hey, we're just going to time travel real fast. Um so uh, BRB. We're now, we're coming, we promise. Oh, but BRB."
2: Yeah. Now, uh, uh an old person with a quick eye will notice that one of the one of the Starfleet uh, you know, uh, lieutenants or something that's reporting in on one of the big screens during this scene is Jane Wheedland from the Go-Go's.
0: Oh. Uh, Were you in the theater like, oh my God, that's Jane Wheatland. I did, I went, I I did the the Brad Pitt meme. (laughs) (laughs) So using the sun, they are going to do a slingshot maneuver. So they accelerate at the sun, warp 10, going as fast as they can, slingshot around the sun and commences the best time travel sequence I probably have ever seen.
2: And it's so funny to hear you say that because this sequence is derided just by, by geeks everywhere as the worst. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Listen, I say I think it's the best ever of all time. Full of irony, right? Like oh, okay. it, it <laughs> it's just I've never seen anything like it. I wanna know I I have searched through cause. Also, Star Trek trivia has pages and pages and pages and pages. I have searched for more information about the origin of this sequence and why they went with this particular sequence.
2: It's 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 in that center seat documentary on oh, the Amazon. Of course Amazon. it is. And of it's you know, it is. the answer is there. And it was just this uh, computer graphic sequence that they came. You know. It was something that was in the script and they didn't think about until the last minute. Uh, <laughs> like, about, it does have
0: last um, minute vibes. Yeah, the S- the, 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 the good thing.
2: part of the of the sequence is is that it features really distorted dialogue of what's going to happen in the movie, lines mm-hmm. that are about to appear oh, in the movie. That's kind of
0: so cool if you listen as, carefully. As heads of everybody, CGI heads of everybody are like coming up out of the horizon and morphing into one another and then there's a big cgi whale coming at you mm-hmm. and then um a man f- <laughs> hurtling through space and smoke it's yeah. truly just one of the uh most incredible things that i've seen but because all of the power uh of the ship was used to make that cgi sequence the ship um <laughs> has no more power uh. so so they make it to 1986, they land in San Francisco. Um, Kirk drops this line, everybody remember where we parked, which had me cackling.
2: <laughs> well, you remember, they got the, another reason they took the Klingon ship, hand, handy, isn't it? Because it has a cloaking it's device. Like, so yeah. Super They're good able cloaking device. invisible to everyone and they can park in Golden Gate Park and no one sees the ship. They run into it, but they never see it. <laughs> and, and there's still enough power to run that cloaking device. <laughs> Even though and though
0: to can. beam, and to beam, yeah. do a lot of beaming everywhere. Um, there's two got There's two trash guys, and they're you know taking trash, and then the ship lands, and they're like, "Did you see that? Nope, I sure didn't." And they just like ski daddle on out of there, making the right choices. Um, <laughs> and then, but, but they all they all have assignments.
2: They all they got
0: to they got to break up the team. They got to break up into three teams. So, Kirk and Spock are breaking up to go find whales. Um, McCoy and Scotty, Scotty and
2: uh, Sulu and Sulu they need to find a way to make the tank for the whales in the in the bird of prey They got to figure that out.
0: Oh and, and Sulu's got to find a way to transport it So Sulu transport. gets to go fly a helicopter
2: and then uh, you got uh, Uhura and Chekhov who need to find a source of radiation So they can recharge the crystals a nuclear vessel.: w- nuclear vessel. W- w- and uh, so that that's their jobs. They each have assignments
0: and uh kurt or uh spock just really first of all i love vulcan outfits i think vulcan fits are just so <laughs> cool but he tears off a piece of his and wraps it around his head so it hides both his eyebrows and his ears because right. he knows he's got to fit in on earth and he just looks like a big karate man and uh <laughs> so adver- conveniently advertised on a bus is the C- cetacean research <laughs> facility oh good
2: in Sausalito
0: in Sausalito <laughs> so they make their way downtown walking fast, moving past in their homebound and no, <laughs> no, Rebecca.
2: no they it, it's it's a great sequence because the you know Spock has tried to he's like well i I can use this map to find out uh, where we're at and all of this and and the bus pulls up with the bus board on the side of it <laughs> and Kirk says oh we we can just get on this bus because there's the sign that says Citation institute see george and gracie the whales you know that's how it works <laughs> and uh so they get on the they get on the bus and immediately get off and spock has so many great humorous moments in this in this movie
0: it's, they they they're on the bus and there's the shock of a lifetime a punk rocker well they
2: get kicked off the bus first because he says uh, uh, what what does it mean exact change oh right 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 <laughs> so so they get have to go here. Now, in, in 2, you remember in Star Trek 2, uh, McCoy gives uh, Kirk some eyeglasses, old antiques, 18th, said. 18th century. 18th century eyeglasses, because you're, you're allergic to retinax, so you have to wear glasses. So they go to a pawn shop, and, uh, because they're still using money, which is They're still
0: using money, and they need to get some of great that. Great
2: line in this movie. Uh, and so they go to a pawn shop and sell the glasses, and Spock says, weren't those a gift by, uh, from Dr. McCoy? Kirk's like, that's the beauty. They will be again. Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Ah, the time travel. (laughs) Using his noggin. Yep.
2: So he gets $100 for 18th century (laughs) eyeglasses.
1: Eighties hundred dollars money—it's worth a lot more back then.
2: <laughs> I know that's
0: like fifty thousand dollars in twenty twenty three money. That's right. or something. So then he something.
2: passes out the money to everybody, you know, and says, "All right, there's your you. jobs, Here's your allowance." And
0: everyone stands around looking awkward as hell. And he's like, "You, <laughs> he's like, please split up. You look like a cadet review, <laughs> even though they're dressed in their disco outfits." Yeah, <laughs> especially McCoy. Uh, <laughs> God, yeah, he's looking. Sp- spunky as always but then uh this is when they get on the bus and there's a punk rocker on the bus listening to his music loud without any headphones and Mm -hmm. everyone's just tolerating it and kirk is like excuse me young man can you please turn that off and he just flips him off and spock nerve pinches him Mm -hmm. and everybody claps and this moment uh leonard Nimoy, the best old man of all time the idea of this uh was inspired uh, by letter Nimoy, who was walking down the street in New York City when a punk came out of a store with his boombox blaring and disturbing everyone around him. And annoyed, Nimoy thought, if I was really Spock, I'd pinch his head off.
2: <laughs> <laughs> now, I want you to uh, uh, go take a look at the punk rocker mm-hmm. on, on this show. Mm-hmm. And then I want you to go to your Disney Plus and watch okay. uh, Werewolf by Night. Mm-hmm. And one of the first guys that speaks is that punk rocker all grown up he's playing the part of the guy with the big axe oh. in Werewolf by Night. so look for him
0: same actor um this i'm reading that i'm going off of the synopsis on imdb and this sentence made me physically cringe uh so they go to the they go to the, the Saselito Museum and conveniently enough, Dr. jillian Taylor is beginning a tour and we're learning all about the whales. And um sometimes Spock says things that just makes me go, Yeah, no shit, dude. Because <laughs> he's new, she's, come on, he's she's just talking born again. About,
2: he he is ta- a baby. You
0: know? Yeah, but he's he says things like um hunting a species to extinction is not logical and i'm in the bathtub like yeah no shit, dude (laughs) she looks at him too like yeah Uh it's crazy isn't it um but they get to the tank with the whales and they have find they found the whales and spock takes it upon himself to get into the tank and do a mind meld with one of the whales and i'm watching like the karate man's trying to ride the whale because don't forget he's got his like bandana bandana. on Um, the descript- the synopsis on IMDb says Spock does a mind meld with the whale and figures out that it is Preggers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, he talks to Gracie and He talks, he talks yeah, to Gracie,
2: and, and he basically says to Gracie, "Here's what we want to do," mm-hmm. and and Gracie's like, uh, "Well, okay, I think we can do that."
0: yeah dude. <laughs> well, by the
2: way, sure. by the way, I'm pregnant just so you know,
0: <laughs> but also not a big fan about how the humans are treating us, so yeah, yeah. we're down <laughs> <laughs> um, and they get they get uh, um kicked out of the museum, suffering no consequences of jumping into the whale tank, These. an endangered species <laughs> uh, um and uh. You know, on their way out of town, Doctor Jillian Taylor finds them, and she's like, "What is your guys's deal? Get in my truck!" And they're like, "Okay." Uh, and Kirk, te- Kirk tells he writes off Spock's um, whole attitude and demeanor by saying he was he was part of the the Berkeley, Berkeley in the sixties
2: free, free speech movement. He
0: did a lot of LDS and oh, like I that d- absolute narc behavior. First of all, <laughs> getting it wrong. Yeah, right. <laughs> um. And of course, Kirk being Kirk manages to charm her and they go out to, she asks if they like Italian, Kirk says yes, Spock says no, and they continue this. And Kirk is like, I swear to God, Spock, if you ruin
1: this for me. You can't block <laughs> me, Spock. You Spock and block me. Spock block. If you like Spock
0: that. block me. <laughs> Name of the episode, Spock I was going to say,
2: that's it right there. <laughs> Don't um, Spock block me.
0: And what I love too about time traveling Kirk is he's not a liar. He just tells the truth in a different kind of way. So she's like trying to get all these questions out of him. And he's like, "Uh, kind (laughs) of. And she's like, are are you from earth? Or he's like, are you from space? And he's like, no, I'm from Iowa. I only work in space. (laughs) He just,
2: he's just—he's just so charming, you know. Just giving her just mm-hmm. enough information to, you know, reel her in a little bit, reel her in, and then she finally says, "All right, come on, tell me the truth. I can handle it, whatever it is. I've heard all all kinds of things." And, and Kirk is like, <laughs> "Okay, oh, I gotta go. take these whales to the future I'm to from see... the twenty third century." And you know.
0: <laughs> and she's pretty much like, uh, "Hmm." Well, you okay? know, she's from
2: San Francisco. She's
0: she's. You know,
2: okay, yeah, there are weirdos everywhere. Sounds yeah, like, you're doing a little too much
1: <laughs> of that LDS, sir. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: <laughs>
0: um. Meanwhile, while this is happening, um, Scotty and McCoy they get to uh, a a factory where polymers are made, and they're asking the people in charge of the polymers, like, "Hey, uh, we need X, Y, Z. Uh, could you provide this for us?" And they're like, "The, the whole, the their whole." Trip to the factory is insane, too, because McCoy is a very good, like, uh, heist wingman. Because oh, yeah. he's like, we set up an appointment with the doctor forever ago, and these guys are saying they have no record of it. And then Scotty is like, oh, yeah, can my assistant come? And McCoy is like, do not bury yourself too deep in this role, man. And
2: <laughs> <laughs> but they, they say to the guy in charge of the plastics plant, how thick would, you know, your clear plastic have to be to hold all these gallons of water? And he goes, Oh, that's easy. It's gotta be you know, six inches. Six inches thick. And he says, Well, what if I told you we could do it with just like one inch? And he goes, Oh, you couldn't do that, it's impossible.
1: You must be talking about transparent yeah. aluminum
2: doctor McCoy says, Well, well. let <laughs> let, uh, let Mr. Scott use your computer, which you know, great computer. Line in the movie. <laughs>
1: Yeah, he's talking the, at the, the mouse. computer he grabs the mouse computer <laughs> and then, and
0: then the guy is like use the keyboard and he's like keyboard how A quaint keyboard. <laughs> no. then he goes uh, uh, all right uh, computer and he comes and up with the, the molecules for transparent fluid. whips up the formula real quick and, and so, this whole time i'm screaming at the tv like yes. you cannot do this
2: that's right why are
1: you doing this you are even ruining the timeline,
0: but then McCoy steps in, asking the right questions. He's like, "We cannot just give these guys this formula," and he's like, "Who's to say he didn't invent it?" And I'm like, "Scotty, you rascal!"
2: Or so that was still he drunk not right ideal.
0: Then? He might have been. He might have been. That's what we love about Scotty—you never
2: know. <laughs> um, but uh, so they make a deal. It says you get the patent for transparent aluminum, and you make us these sheets of, of transparent aluminum for free to these specifications
0: way. and you, you, you get <Sets> and you're getting rich, rich and... for a lifetime yeah
2: so it's just a again more fun moments with our friends in this movie
0: <Sets> mm-hmm. and then we um while that is happening check and uhura find the alameda alameda va- <Ashley> mm-hmm. <Sets> base where nuclear vessels are held mm-hmm. <Sets> and um <laughs> <Sets> they break in there um uhura well, <Sets> manages to get beamed yeah. <Sets> out
2: It's the Enterprise. That's the other thing you need to know. The the, ship is the Enterprise. The ship is the Enterprise. And they have a device. Kirk
0: has a little going. Oh, oh, that's so nice.
2: (laughs) They have a device that they need to place on the reactor wall to gather the radiation particles in a safe way. And it's going to take a while, so they need to sit down there for a while. And by the time they do get enough radiation, somebody's figured out that there are people on the ship and they shouldn't be. So they, they charge in
1: just for clarity's sake when you say it's the enterprise you mean the enterprise aircraft carrier yes the aircraft not not a time-traveled enterprise ship just for for anyone that was confused
0: (laughs) and uhura manages to get beams back aboard the bird of prey um, but they capture scotty and it's 1986 oh. in the United States of America not a check great off. time to be a Russian oh sorry check off yeah. um yeah. but yeah 1986 United States of America not a great time to be a Russian especially
1: um, on a nuclear-powered aircraft
0: especially <laughs> on a nuclear yeah yeah, yeah. you shouldn't be here comrade <laughs> they drop the r-word they call him the r-word yeah. Rusky yeah no. something no. like that Oh, not that R word. <laughs> the other okay. one okay <laughs> um but as he's attempting to escape he gets is pretty severely injured and um taken to you know a medieval hospital uh so while all of that is happening dr jillian taylor she is has told kirk like hey they are planning on transferring these whales out to the wild in alaska and they do not stand a goddamn chance so if you are going to take them you need to do it now and she finds out that they transferred the whales earlier without telling her because they knew she'd make a scene and she does Uh, uh. (laughs) and so she runs she runs to the park where the bird of prey is parked and i i love this scene um where she's like shouting admiral admiral kirk and the hulu's flying the helicopter with the with the big polymer with the big sheets of uh transparent aluminum and sees people coming out of the sky to and the things disappearing into the sky she's like i know i'm in the right place and she's like running up and she runs into the ship uh ouch <laughs> and she's like, oh, my God, they took the whales. They took the whales already. Like, we have to go get them now. And uh, but also at the same time, oh, we find out Chekhov, uh he's he's at a hospital and he's going to die because yeah, he's his not escape expected attempt. to
2: live. Yeah.
0: And so they dress up in their hospital finest and break into the hospital and uh McCoy's having the time of his life because it is like a medieval museum essentially they pass a woman who he, he's like "Well, what's wrong with you and she's like kidney dialysis and he's like oh my god what what year is even in and he gives her a pill he's like take this call me in the morning <laughs> and she grows a brand new kidney <laughs> and- like you do
1: wasn't there like an entire episode of this show where they had to make sure that some lady died so that the timeline could be preserved? And they're yeah. just going around willy nilly giving out super scientific formulas <laughs> and saving people's lives that are probably yeah, supposed to Kirk, die. And yeah, just, do you
0: think Kirk is like, you mean I could have had Edith, Edith Keeler? <laughs> exactly my point.
1: You know, what a wasted opportunity.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, uh,
0: uh they find they find Chekhov, um a very farcical who's he what's he ensues where they fix him they lock out the rest of the hospital staff they fix him McCoy is like this is this is insanity you people are monsters and uh, <laughs> fixes them they get out of the hospital they be they get back to the to the ship um and kirk is like okay jillian bye bye this is where we leave you we'll we'll be able to find the whales because they have they're tagged right and he's she's like absolutely not take me with you i've got nothing here please take me with you and i'm like yes jillian taylor living my dream and mm-hmm. that also disrupts
1: the timeline
0: and kirk is like <laughs> no and he starts to beam and she's like surprise and hugs him and she gets beamed aboard too and kirk is like okay. women are so clingy Tony. <laughs> well, but as, as she
2: correctly puts it, you who, need knows, me. who knows about these extinct species in uh, the future, really? Mm-hmm. I'm the expert. I'm it's, really, a know, it's a valid point. It's a valid point. Let me help. You know,
0: And they're like, okay, fine. And um, Jillian is going to be the subject of a podcast in 30 years. I can guarantee it. The mysterious disappearance oh. of Dr. Jillian Taylor. Oh, I've got Jillian Taylor's future for you at the end of this show. Oh. <laughs> uh, so they find the whales they are of course and just about to get whaled by some Finnish whalers um, wait what? <laughs> I thought they were
1: being transported to the wild
0: yeah where they are <laughs> at risk of being hunted
1: by whalers oh uh, I thought you meant handed over to some Finnish whalers like directly <laughs> I was like jeez I mean, San Francisco I mean pretty a, much aquarium that is <laughs> rough Taking pretty them to much the, to the whale farm where they'll live out their days happy on the whales <laughs> farm
0: <laughs> no no whale farm it is they are on their own out there and like they, they have literally been there for five minutes and a whaling ship is like ha 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 fresh meat someone took them off <laughs> so Spoiler alert! They get them, hooray! They get the whales. They go back to the future, um, with a bit, with a lot heavier of a ship. But by the time they get back, they get back to Earth, and remember, it is chaos on Earth right now. So their ship just loses power, comes down on the San Francisco Bay. They are like trapped they're drowning Ooh. kirk does the heroic thing where he blasts he goes under the water you think he's gonna run out of air he opens up the holes the whales are out everybody's out having a big star trek pool party and then the whales start to communicate with the ear piercing wub wub noise and uh essentially the the mysterious probe is like oh our bad and leaves
2: (laughs) (laughs) oh there you guys are there's a long conversation between the whales. the the
0: longest conversation like i'm dying to know what they talked about
2: no
1: subtitles
0: no just whale noises and the ear piercing wub wub lames I know. like It is like five minutes of conversation between them. It's insane. <laughs> Something cool about this part, though, is when whales sing, they go vertical in the water. Um, oh. And the, the probe did the same thing. It and went the, vertical. And when they sleep, yeah. they do that, too yeah that's attention to detail that's cool that's kind of cool um anyway they saved Earth uh all their charges are dropped except for insubordination so uh, Kirk gets a light slap on the wrist (laughs) by being demoted from Admiral to Captain which feels more like a promotion honestly (laughs) because it's all he ever wants is to be captain of a ship and So they, the team back together, they're getting transported to their new ship and they're like, oh my God, we are going to get just like a piece of junk. Sulu says, I hope for the Excelsior and Scotty's like that bucket of nuts and bolts. And then over the horizon, we see the new Enterprise A and it is beautiful now now this is where i pull out my toys right yeah, yeah. this yeah. is
2: the and this is not technically star trek 4 memorabilia but i i call it that can you see what this is <laughs> it's a drone it's a drone oh my god <laughs> shaped like the enterprise it actually flies because this yeah. the the body half is is styrofoam so it's like weighs nothing
0: oh those propellers
2: and, but it's enterprise a oh so my my enterprise drone is the enterprise a so that's my it's got a
0: gorgeous new bridge the bridge is all white and bright Mm -hmm. and shiny Mm -hmm. love to see it um smells
1: like new ship
0: so that's got that new ship smell and Mm. uh we're off to go sailing across the universe like Mm -hmm. they do and uh and now, whales are now on Earth again. And now we have whales on Earth. And, and Dr. Jillian is there. Um, Living my dream,
2: <laughs> honestly. Now, here's... here's <laughs> Some people write fanfic about Spock and people like that. Lee and I, Uh-oh. back in 89, I think it was, go. decided that... And we decided this on a trip to California with one of my girlfriends. As you do. It was her Jeep, so, you know, we went down to Disneyland. This is where I got Lee over his fear of roller coasters on this trip. Mm. But uh, one of the things that we did as we drove was we worked on kind of a, uh, we couldn't decide whether it would be a script or whether it was going to be a book. I was leaning towards script because they're easier to write, frankly. But (laughs) we decided that we were going to write a Star Trek story. And what we decided was is that and, and I said it. I want to include a lot of, at the time, modern music in it. Mm. I want bands like Nirvana. I want things like that. I I think that that I want that what in a Star we, what Trek. What
0: year was this? Eighty nine, right okay. in there. Okay. Uh,
2: and and so, I was drawing from my radio experience, and I'm like, that's what Star Trek needs is rock, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> little did you know, maybe just
2: a little bit of the Beastie Boys. <laughs> I was gonna and say <laughs> exactly. We, <laughs> hey, look, I tell you, Lee and I wrote the Orville. We wrote the JJ verse. We wrote it all in this one trip. Uh, so one of the things that we wanted to do was is that we we realized Jillian would be the best bridge for that because she's from the 80s and oh, she so would she miss. Would- she would miss the music then, because Introduce these it to them these yeah. people in the future. That's like old classical music; they don't know. Right. But she They've, was they only
0: listening to stuff like "Row, Row, Row Your Boat" and stuff. Exactly,
2: she was raised. <laughs> yeah, she was raised in this stuff, so Public she would domain. miss it. And she had a son. We couldn't decide whether it was Kirk's kid or not. We figured it wasn't, but she had a son who, raised by a woman of this era, was raised around music and loves mm. music. So he was the star of our show, our book.
1: Plot twist, Scotty yeah. was the dad.
2: <laughs> I like that actually. <laughs> I mean, and because uh-huh. because it takes the story we were doing takes place in sort of the next generation era, that meant that there were holodecks. And so he was able to go into the holodeck and say, "Yeah, we just saw Nirvana at, uh, you know, the
1: oh. at this
2: at this show or we went to see this other band, you know."
1: You are basically uh, describing stuff you'd see on the Orville. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah. The stars of our show were not the bridge crew. Again, lower decks. Lower we decks. saw this coming. The star, the highest ranking person on our show was the doctor. We had a doctor, mm-hmm. and the nemesis. Well, maybe he was the highest ranking. He was. He was the first officer, and we decided that it was going to be the character that you saw in Star Trek Three, Miguel Ferrer's character.
0: Miguel, okay, because you had mentioned that previously.
2: And, and we, what we wanted to do is just say, all right, Miguel Ferrer, you just be that guy from RoboCop, but, you're, <laughs> but that's you. Okay, and that's your character. And he's, here's the funny thing is that he's in the Federation, but he's a xenophobe. He's a racist. Mm-hmm. So we made him, and basically what it was, was MASH in space. He was Frank Burns. <laughs> Oh. Our doctor was 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 Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Our yeah. our character that you know was Jillian's kid was B.J. Essentially, and and then it was Lower Decks essentially. So, we only you'd only see the captain once in a great while.
1: Did you have a clinger or a radar?
2: Uh, it was a it was a droid.
1: Um, but what was he based off of, Klinger or was he based off of radar? Radar. It was definitely okay, radar. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But radar uh, is cooler.
2: It, but we had all these strange characters, and we always said, Star Trek needs humor. And then Seth MacFarlane was a baby mm-hmm. when he heard this. <laughs> Across the you know, Across brainwaves in the, in the Earth. And said, said yes, yeah, Star Trek needs humor. And, that's, what, and that was, that's why when I saw the Orville, I called Lee and I said, they did our show.
0: They <laughs> I... took our show. Here's the thing. I'm a very firm believer of um, if you have an idea and you don't do anything with it, that idea will leave and go find someone who will. Yes. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I think there's
1: the truth to that.
2: The other the other thing about this uh, movie, it has my second favorite line of dialogue in any Star Trek. My first being, what does God need with a starship? That's Mm -hmm. next episode, kids. Star Trek five. But this this one is my my second favorite line of dialogue in any Star Trek. Not now, Madeline.
0: <laughs>
2: trans- that's that's the, the trans- whole line. Yes, it's so strange and out of place. It's it's the strangest thing because they're they're huddled in that guy's office where they're uh-huh. doing the transparent aluminum thing, and and for some reason he's wearing a badge that says I quit smoking. It's never explained. <laughs>
0: what? Well- Explains his attitude. He's just (laughs) proud about
2: quitting smoking. But they're huddled over a table talking about transparent aluminum. They suddenly show the office door opening, and in walks this woman who has two cups of coffee.
0: Not now, Madeline! And something in her
2: mouth. And he yells at her, not now, Madeline! And she's like... And she, she. Oh, I'm well,
0: sorry. Obviously, Ooh. he
1: knows she's a troublemaker. Sorry, Doctor
0: Nichols. She was like, gonna
1: just stir the pot in there.
2: I'm like, I want Madeline's backstory. What happened there? What? Get the frick out of her, Madeline. And I thought I was the only one, but go online and Google. Not now, Madeline. There's a bunch of people out there who feel the same way that I do.
0: Not now, Madeline Truthers. Uh- no. <laughs> Um, speaking of yep. speaking of favorite lines, James Doohan once sided "Admiral, there will be whales here" as his favorite Scotty line.
1: There be whales here. There <laughs> be
0: whales here. Yeah, honestly, you guys and like trivia for this movie not as exciting as oh, some really? of the other some of the other movies. Could um, it be because
2: it's it's more well known? I mean this this Star Trek movie is more well known than just about any of them.
0: Oh, That's insane gosh. to me.
2: I know right you can get a not
1: now madeline t-shirt i (laughs) know
0: and on the back it says kirk is a jerk (laughs) that
1: would be fantastic but yeah you can actually get a not now madeline t-shirt it's just a black t-shirt with big white letters not now madeline and and, (laughs) you
2: could you could wear that and no one would notice but then one day yeah you're walking this way and the other guy's walking and there's a guy like
0: not now madeline
2: And and he'll point and he'll go yes (laughs) yes
0: <laughs> I, I was nice I was taking my dog to a self-serve dog wash yesterday and on our way there I was stopped at a stoplight and I saw a guy wearing a Star Trek like jet ja- like a jacket like uh red on top black on the bottom zip up had had the the Delta on it and I was like mm. at my window like hey, friend. I I'm one of you. I'm a I, member of the church. I like your jacket. <laughs> uh, so some let's see, let's some bits of trivia. They invented transparent aluminum in 2009, which ironically, when JJ rebooted Star Trek, Ah, there you go. Ah, Gene Roddenberry was initially pleased to hear the film would be a time travel story as he had been pushing for such a plot line in one of the films. Uh, He had long wanted a story in which the crew traveled back in time in an attempt to stop the assassination of John F. Kennedy, but Harve Bennett felt that such a story would be anticlimactic with the audience knowing such a historical event could not be undone. Mm-hmm. That's well, fair. Yeah. That unless stop they gave,
1: Stephen King, though. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, unless you give a really compelling reason that's interesting of why it has to happen, that that could be fun. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a it's a foregone conclusion. Uh, yeah, they're going to lose. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, Leonard Nimoy provided the low wub 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 sound that the probe makes. Um, sound effects editor Mark Mangini had come up with several possible sound effects, none of which Nimoy liked. And finally, he asked, Well, what do you think the alien probe should sound like? I
1: don't know, just uh, okay. wub wub, wub, wub. He,
0: he thought for a moment, then did a vocal impression of the sound he thought the alien probe should make. Mangini said, Okay, let's use that. And Nimoy stepped into the recording booth, did a two minute voice recording recording of the sound Mangini took the recording of Nimoy's voice and mixed it with the electronic feedback and whale songs to make the alien probe sound
2: okay there you mm-hmm. go
0: yeah Eww. yeah yeah Eww. that sound oh, it is god i hate it a lot um <laughs> according to leonard nimoy about 95 percent of the humpback whale footage in the final cut uh was man-made models and effects yes uh mm-hmm. some of the shots of the whales were in fact four foot long animatronics yes. four models were created and they were so realistic that after the release of the film the u.s fishing authorities publicly criticized the filmmakers for getting too close to the whales in the wild <laughs> the scenes involving these whales were shot in a pool underneath the parking lot at the paramount studios um, the shot of the whales swim past the Golden Gate Bridge were filmed on location and nearly ended in disaster when a cable got snagged on a nuclear submarine and the whales were towed out to sea. Whoops.
2: Wow. Now, another thing yeah. in this movie, another great special effect in this movie is the William Shatner underwater action toupee. pay.
0: Oh, my God. Can we please talk about the toupee? How do they get it it to stick? His hair. Oh, his poor hair. His poor hair in this scene. I was like, oh, they're not doing you any favors, friend. Oh, he thought it was a great
2: idea to prove that he wasn't wearing a toupee. And it's true. In his older years, he didn't have a toupee. He had the plugs. Uh-huh. He, had, he had hair stitched into his head, and that's mm-hmm. what you're seeing, and you can see the pattern of the stitching as he goes underwater. You can see oh. it in, it's in proper lines. Instead yeah. of just randomly, like most people's hair, it's in lines, <laughs> and you can see it. So that's the underwater oh, action Oh, yeah.
1: I just found it <laughs> pictures of it on a website called dot com. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Is that domain available? <laughs> no, it's in
1: use, obviously. <laughs> no,
0: <laughs> Blogspot, but is like the
1: oh, <laughs> just straight Shatner's ToPay dot com. T O
0: t- U t- t- P E E. Yeah.
2: Let's see t- p- 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 p
0: let's what GoDaddy has yeah. to say.
2: Shatner's Rebecca's going to add this to her collection if it's available.
0: Oh, okay. Shatner's dot com is taken, but I could get Shatner's for dot org for nine ninety nine a year.
1: There you go. Yeah, but you're get not the, an org. The most late, <laughs> the latest post on this from October thirteenth, two thousand twenty-one. Special coverage of the first toupee in space oh, <laughs> when he oh, we yes. went up one uh, on Blue Origin's
2: uh, rocket. <laughs> there you go. Oh,
0: uh, yeah, I could get a lot of variations of Shatner's toupee. Dot, FYI, dot, AI, dot, <laughs> <laughs> dot, dot tv. Oh, maybe.
2: Uh, uh that's close
0: uh Not dot right. biz uh shatnerverse.com is available for 700 nah. uh anyway um a anyway
1: a pittance that's
0: right. star trek for the voyage home what do we think best movie ever <laughs> Oh, um
2: no. I, I love this movie. <laughs> I I honestly I love this movie because there's so many moments with with our friends in the office. You know it, that's mm-hmm. that's a recurring theme here on the Space Show show. Tony, is we like to see our friends interacting in the office. Just being yeah, we people. like to see our okay. friends doing
0: stuff. There's a moment where they first get like hearing all the distress signals, and Uhura's like, "Oh, it is a mess." And Kirk's like, "Well, can you figure it out?" She's like, "Oh, give me a minute, I'll try." And I was like, <laughs> "I really like that just little Uhura moment where she mm-hmm. she, she shows that actually she does." do stuff, right? Yeah. Cuz a lot of times she just sits there and says, "Oh, I have someone on the line for you, captain." Yeah, but this true. actually shows her like doing stuff with with signals as they come through. Nice. Um yeah. Yeah. Um
1: I remember liking this movie. I don't remember loving it. I, I definitely don't remember hating it. I enjoyed it when I watched it a long time ago, so well.
0: You know. Yeah, and I just I think movie. you know. I once again, I've got the rose colored glasses on because next week we're talking about Star Trek V, The Final Frontier, which I have already watched. And you don't have
1: rose colored glasses on, you have rose colored welding goggles <laughs> on. I, mean, I have yeah. rose colored
0: retinas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if I see anything Star Trek related, I'm like, it's great. You're just like, ooh, I
2: love it. <laughs> well, and, um, and and five is the one that you know that we we hardcore geeks fight over um, and I'm usually in the minority
0: because you liked it
2: because I liked it I thought there were some some great moments in there and uh I I just enjoyed it for what it was I mean I I know that there's some terrible stuff in it but there's enough good stuff in it to make me go, no, that's noteworthy. It's not the worst Star Trek movie. Nemesis. You is. go
0: climb a rock. I, <laughs> I'm a big, big William Shatner fan, and so this was
1: oh, just this is the one directed by him, huh?
0: directed by him he's the star of the show you know what he fights God
1: (laughs) if you'll have me I'm gonna watch (laughs) this one.
0: he rock climbs please join Join us us. I will join you next
1: week we'll schedule we'll we'll
0: even schedule it on Wednesday to make sure you're available I
1: am available Tuesday or Wednesday next week oh oh oh,
0: sweet well okay we'll figure out the timing um just one last thing before we wrap this up. Um, yes. Once again, want to shout out Pi Man Graphics on Etsy. Um, he's he's the one who made all those fun uh, Space Show Show vinyls. He is going to put the Space Show Show vinyls up on his website, and uh, so you are they are available for purchase. And I believe I don't know if he's doing it with all Star Trek stuff, um, but at least he's with Space.
2: It, he's doing it with Geek Show and Space Show. So.
0: Yeah. Oh, with Geek Show and Space Show. So anything related to those two properties, um, if you buy any of his items from his shop, uh, those proceeds will go to our friend Lee George Cade. Oh, uh, awesome. And he will donate those proceeds to his Venmo. Um, and if you are also interested in donating towards our friend Lee's Venmo, uh, at Obli one C- Cade Noby, you'll see it on our socials. <laughs> We've yeah. been sharing it on our socials. Um, but you know consider donating if you can cuz yeah. hospital bills in America are a bitch. Mm-hmm. It's crazy.
2: Uh yeah, mm-hmm. the QR uh code for his Venmo and again this money goes right to him. There's no middleman or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh is on our fa- I know it's on our Facebook and our Twitter. I think you put it on our Instagram. Uh so go there and uh donate. Uh and it's not just a this is going to be a while, folks. He's he's got a long a road long to recovery. Mm-hmm. So yep. uh yeah uh every little bit helps along the way so thanks so, for giving
0: yeah thank you especially you know as we day of recording the day before thanksgiving so thank you everybody i'm mm-hmm. grateful for star trek does <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> that hurt
1: it looked like it hurt <laughs> yeah you know how um, she is with emotion it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, except um, <laughs> she talked about how much she cried during Spider-Man 2 in our early I recording did. last if week.
0: On our Patreon, we have a recording where Tony and I talk about Spider-Man 2. There were just some scenes in there <laughs> where I just sobbed like Here a baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, thanks for listening, everybody, or watching if you're watching on YouTube. And uh, join us next week for Star Trek Five: The uh, Final Frontier. And until then, we'll keep going where no man has gone before, but a lot of men have gone before. Thanks, everyone.